0: Hello everybody. Uh, we're back. Two docks on a boat. We have been gone for a little bit longer than we wanted to be, but we're back online and we're ready to do another episode with everyone. And um, we are excited tonight because we have a
1: guest. And big big guest, big guest, Rosie.
0: And Dave, I know that uh, you pointed out to me uh, early on that there were three names on the guest list. Yes. And this is definitely one of our top three names on the guest list.
1: Yes. Excellent.
0: So we've had one guest and, uh, tonight we're going to go to our next guest who we have a lot of history with, and I want to give a brief introduction and then get him on here and, and let's start, uh,
1: and, and I would say, uh, for the listening audience, um, um, just by virtue of geographic location, this guest, uh, that you're going to be uh bringing on here in a second uh is not with us in the studio here in the uh Great Old tangie River um, slash bait store gun shop liquor store slash studio <laughs> uh he, he's uh he's uh in another state so he was kind enough to uh, give a call in
0: Yes, I mean this is our first foray into remote interviewing, so uh, we'll, we'll have to see how this. If this is good,
1: this is good. Maybe the trip in Canada, you know, we can do this on a boat.
0: Well, just think of the think of the people we could start interviewing if we don't actually have to have them here. It could be this could be unbelievable. I mean, we could get some real celebrities if they'll talk to us, but maybe they wouldn't talk to us. But nevertheless, let me give a brief introduction. So we know this man very very well. We've known him for. Let's see. I'm going to go back. Uh, thirty five years. Thirty. 40, a solid thirty five years. years uh, went to college with his wife. His name is Brad Gibson. Applause. And give me applause. I don't. I don't know. Right. So his name is Brad Gibson. We have been friends for a long, long, long time. Our kids. Oh yeah, we got the fans who are applauding now. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brad, I can't tell you how much Dave and I appreciate you calling in from where you are, and I believe you're in Florida. I think is that yeah. correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a uh, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here with you guys. I've listened to every episode and. It's just uh, it's a lot of fun to reminisce with some of you, uh, some of the the experiences and stuff that you guys have had, and uh, some of those I was a part of, some of those I was not. But um, but uh, no, it's great to be here. I, I I'm uh, I'm glad we were able to make it work out because uh, I'm not in your neck of the woods these days, but I will be in about uh, about a month. So.
1: Oh, okay. good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you're here. Brad, it's uh it's always very cathartic to kind of uh, reminisce, go back. Uh, you've been, he was uh, for me, uh, not quite as long as Russ, but uh, back many, many years, and we've done some pretty interesting things over the years. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think this is this is good.
0: So why don't we why don't we start off, Brad, by you telling us how you first of all met Dave, and then we'll talk about how you and I met.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that Dave and I met through you, Russ. Um, I think that you guys had a, uh, a relationship, you and your wives, and, and you guys were friends. And, and uh, uh, I think just through probably just some sort of a social event or whatever, we ended up connecting with, with Dave and, and his wife and, uh, um, I think we kind of we kind of grew that that friendship over the years, just all of us being together for various uh social things. But I think I, I don't know, Dave, if I can pinpoint. Maybe you do, but I, I I'm not sure if I can pinpoint. We've done so much stuff together, No and it has been many years.
1: Yeah, it has been, and I, I I can't really either. I think the farthest I can go back is I don't know where you and uh, your wife were, but. um I believe we were with the WOTAs, um, Molly and I, my wife and I, and maybe another couple. And we were going to go to your house. You were, you were here in some residential area and you were gone. And so we got into the house and the alarms triggered and, I remember
2: uh, hearing about that.
1: Yes. (laughs) And so Rusty and I, I think we went to the basement and we just started kind of like the Appalachian, uh, you know, handyman. We just started cutting wires, <laughs> and we just and, and we started whacking. I mean, literally, not not like turning a switch off. Uh, like literally cutting wires to shut the alarm off. So I don't know when you got back. It's like okay, now we got to hire somebody to come in and fix the the damage that uh, Tanner's and the wood <laughs> yeah. did.
2: It wasn't. It wasn't a huge house, but man, where that. Where that alarm horn was positioned was blaring. and uh, I think I, read, I think I got a phone call from you guys and I could hear the horn over the phone. you were wondering <laughs> how to turn
0: it off. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe you had volunteered your home for us to stay in because you were out of town and we came from yeah. out of town. And we, we all forgot about the alarm system. And then when I, I opened the door, it was the cops were there and people were calling, the neighbors all came out. And it, it was uh, quite a You got to know yeah. the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah. we pretty but much I, I think destroyed that's how, that place. I
1: think that's how far it goes back. But it's been a, yeah. uh, you know, as you get older, and we're certainly older than we obviously were. Oh, boy, that's relevant. Um, When you look back and you and you kind of, been a lot of good times uh, with the group we have, and and you certainly have been one of them. It's uh, um, interesting, interesting times.
2: And I I was going to say, I was going to say one thing that we won't bring it up uh, in too much detail, but you guys may remember at one time uh, we were accused of being too good of friends, all of it.
1: What? Remember uh, that? Let's explore that. I'm I'm going to be your psychologist. So tell me
0: too hard because it might have been an uncomfortable situation. Tell tell me how 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 does it make you feel? Sounds like we offended someone. Yeah, we
2: we we were we were just all you know all great friends, and somebody just thought we were hanging out too much and and had too much too much power or something like that. We were, so much yeah, maybe,
0: fun. maybe we were a little hunkered down and uh, weren't open to the rest of the community because we liked being together too much. So somebody, yeah. somebody might yeah. not have been able to break into the break into the group. Yeah. Now, when I, when I say how we met, it take us right into your background and to give you a chance to tell us about you. And that yeah. is, I went to college with your wife. Yep. Ginger. And she and my wife, I believe, were roommates. And um, uh, right after we all graduated, I believe you entered into the seminary, and you and her met. We were gone, and then from there, I'll let you talk.
2: Yeah, I think you guys had uh, had
0: graduated a
2: year earlier, so I. I think there was a year uh, that separated you guys leaving and me arriving but I was uh I was going to go to the grad school and get a master's degree and um uh, Ginger had graduated at least and she had gone to Japan for a year and then she came back to Indiana and decided she wanted to get a little bit more education and um I got there the first day for orientation and, uh, she was, you know, she was one lady of maybe a dozen around, uh, 800 guys,
0: <laughs> is what it was. So, that, so that's, the, that's the odds were good, but the goods were odd experience, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> she obviously got my attention, but
2: when I made that known to an administrator there who I was friendly with, he was like, well, get in line. Yeah. So, uh, Anyway, so we started, uh, we connected and started dating and so forth. And and then really, I think the first time, Russ, I want to say that you and I met, was it at
0: our wedding?
1: Yes. You met yeah. at his wedding? Yes. Wow, that's impressive.
0: Yes. <laughs> Linda in. had a plus one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> up, in, up in Indiana. Up in uh yeah. Napanee, Goshen, Goshen, Indiana, Elkhart, Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart, yeah. 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 I think we briefly met at your wedding and, uh, you were uh, on your way into your career and I just happened to be there with Melinda. I think Melinda and I might've been married before you, we might've gotten married were, a year or two yeah. before that. Yep. And, yep. So and then, then our,
2: and then, yeah, I, I was going to say our next, uh, our next event though, when we ended up moving back to Ohio, um, we, which wasn't that far away from, which was not much longer after our wedding. Um, we, uh, we met up with you and Bob Evans, you I, and Melinda and, absolutely. and I Bob Evans. And that kind of set the tone.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You came to town and it was like a big reunion and Melinda was back with her old roommate and I met you. And, uh, before you know it, uh, we were all living in the same city and you were into your career and, uh, and yeah. I was into mine. So let's talk about all your careers. Cause you have yeah. one of the most interesting, career journeys of anybody i've ever met kind of interesting yeah
2: (laughs) well before before i went to uh to grad school i was uh i was in radio sales and i was also uh uh kind of a dj part-time and so you know single guy not really doing much but i was on the air a couple of days a week and um what was the name of your uh, show
1: what was your show
2: I don't know if I had a show. Did, yeah, um, I think I was
1: just, you, you had a you had some sort of it was like on Saturday morning, like at seven o'clock, some bizarre hour. Yeah, that
2: that came that came later. Oh, okay, because
1: I, yeah. I remember Russ called in one time and asked about yeah. some, um, you know, deduction for buying a car for his kids <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, that was yeah that was, that came later, but I kind of had the old. Uh, the old radio experience uh, right after I graduated from Ohio state and I was selling advertising. I was on the air trying to kind of find my place in the world, as they say. And, um, and then I got to a point where I, um, I just, I just wanted to do something else, maybe something with a little bit more eternal significance. And that's when I thought, well, maybe I'll go to, go to uh, get my master's in divinity and go into grad school and, and maybe be a counselor, be a pastor, something like that. And that's what led me to Indiana, where I met my wife. And that, that whole part of the story picked up. But once I was done there, um, I, I guess I, uh, uh, to, to make the the uh, uh, story a little bit more interesting, and when, yeah. Russ, what you alluded to, is I have had a number of jobs. So it's was radio advertising and on the air. When I went to, to, to seminary, I was, uh, working and eventually purchased and then sold an irrigation company. So in the summer months, I was designing and installing and servicing lawn irrigations in northern Indiana and uh, did that for three and a half years and then sold that business. When I graduated and actually got a job as an associate at a uh, small church over in Dublin and that's kind of how, how we ended up again, back in Columbus, um, to, uh, uh, to, to kind of start that side of things. And, um, um, I was, I was working there as a counselor and as an associate, and I, I ended up doing a lot of counseling. And one of the things that kept popping up for me were financial matters. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like, a lot of the couples, some of the, the singles, but, but a lot of the couples would come for counseling. and A lot of it had to do with finance. And I got to a point where I felt a little bit ill-equipped um, to do that. And I found myself kind of reading extra and studying, uh, you know, accounting and investments and things like that and got really, really interested in that. and And that kind of led me to what I think really defines the bulk of my career is that uh, after a couple of years, I decided I want to make, I want to make the investment, financial planning, you know, business. I want to make that my, my career. And that's kind of uh, how that all led to that. So, so really I was doing a lot of counseling, but then I decided to get the licenses and get all the the necessary uh, training. And I became a a financial advisor.
0: I remember, I remember one time when you were in the journey, you made a comment and I realized how completely different we were when you said, I really enjoy people and talking to people and I like selling. I like selling. I like being in a sales position hmm. and you talked about how you enjoyed that
1: experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Talking to people out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, out. I'm out. Yeah. I, I think, and and unfortunately, uh, unbeknownst to you, Brad, um, in your old, uh, what you're, you know, when you talked about your, kind of your trajectory, your journey in, in counseling yeah. is that, uh, you've actually been a counselor to us over the years. Hmm. Um, unbeknownst to you, uh, we come to you, uh, and, uh, discuss amongst ourselves, uh, some <laughs> things and, uh, you've always been very, very receptive, uh, very, uh, intuitive on, uh, On some of the discussions we've had, whether it's, you know, uh, with our wives sitting around having uh, some, you know, dinner event or up uh, in the bush uh, in a a cabin uh, far, far away up in the bush. So um, that's that's one thing I've always appreciated about you. You, You've got you've got a great um, head for the perceiving and perception of, of the human psyche. Yeah.
2: Well, thanks. I, you know, I would say that that um, it's it's it is a kind of. I, I guess I, I like being part of the solution. If that's uh, not a cheesy way to say it, but I think that look, all of us have challenges and struggles and opportunities and a lot going on that we could, uh, you know, we could really uh, uh, benefit from from running things by other people and. Um, so I guess I've always just thought, I'd let, you know, I'd like to put myself in a position where I can help people if necessary. And then,
0: well, I will say that I will say that we've, uh, I've read all of the uh, Malcolm Gladwell books and, um, uh, I will say that, uh, after reading all of those books, my wife frequently refers to you as a connector and yeah. you're one of those facilitators of the room, you Con- know, whatever connect- connector.
1: The that's, connector. That's, that's, that's one that's of the... That's high supratentorial thinking. Connector.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's a Malcolm Gladwell uh, label. Wow,
1: that's beyond me. I'm I'm just a you know Peckerwood guy sitting down at the <laughs> on the edge of the riverbank, kind of hoping an official hit, hit my uh, hit my pole.
0: Well, I yeah. mean, it it does describe you though, because you you command the room. I mean, when you're in the room, it's interesting how you do find what people want to talk about and. And I think as you entered on that journey in financial planning and counseling, it, it was an asset that uh, that uh, re- really worked well in your favor. So not to belabor the point. So you got into the yep. financial counseling world and then play the tape forward. You did it for quite some time. You were actually my financial planner. And then yep. all of a sudden, one day, we our kids are going to school and a couple of the kids are – got a little band together and, and you say to yourself, Hey, it don't sound too bad. What, 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 what run that tape for me for a minute and then we'll kind of bring you up to where you are now.
2: So one of my, one of my close friends, um, from high school and, uh, uh, you know, prior to meeting you guys, um, he and I kind of got married at the same time too. So, um, uh, we were we were pretty close, and, and our and our kids were about the same age, and kind of raising them together. We would maybe do some vacations together or whatever. And uh, anyway, so so uh, his oldest son uh, Tyler um, was my son Michael's best friend, and they were just, so um, so yeah. So his oldest son Tyler and my son Michael were best friends, and and you know, in in elementary school and middle school. And, um, but I remember one day, uh, after a basketball game, uh, Tyler came up to me and said, Hey, Mr. Gibson, I started a band. I'd like to give you some of the music that we've been doing. And he gave me a CD and I was like, Oh, that's great. You know, I didn't think much of it. Um, but the next time I had a a long drive, I think I drove to Pittsburgh. I, I found that CD and I popped it in. And I started listening to his music and I thought, well, that is really good. I mean, it's different. It's unusual, but it's good. And there's a, there's a quality there that I, I really admire. And anyway, so it uh, wasn't too much after that, that they had a live show. And I found, uh, I went down on campus to listen to some, play place somewhere. Um, I think it was the Scarlet and gray cafe. And um, you know, there was probably six people in the whole place and, and two of those were, were bartenders. Um, so <laughs> it was a small crowd. But again, I remember being really impressed with the way that they sounded and and uh, just the, the unique sound of the music. And so I said, guys, follow me over to Buffalo Wild Wings here. We're going to go grab something to eat. And I want to talk to you. And I just said, I think you have something special. And I'd like to help if you're interested. I don't know what I can do, but I know some people in Nashville and this and that but i would love to help because i think you've got something going and uh they kind of looked at me like what really like yeah I mean, mean, I, i'd like to help if i can so long story short is i just kind of started you know helping them just talk through things make some plans we were you know trying to get a chance to, to play a show outside of columbus because we had played so many shows um around town and um you know, one thing led to another, and they just grew and grew and grew their fan base. Uh, they did all that, that. That, you know, the 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 guys in the band were just, you know, really, really dedicated and committed. Especially, you know, Tyler's vision was to be, um, uh, you know, was to be a, a an artist and to be uh, to perform his music as as much as he could. And um, that band today is known as Twenty One Pilots. And in central Ohio, they're pretty well known. But the great thing is, is I've been able to travel the world with them, literally. Hmm. I was with them when they won their Grammy Awards uh, back in, in 2016, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they have been entertaining crowds uh, in stadiums and arenas around the world. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I, back in 2017, I remember – uh, making the transition to full-time business manager, and that's what I've been doing pretty much ever since for for the, the two guys, and helping them navigate this uh, uh, the crazy business and the, in the music business. And and it's been a wild ride. I mean, it's uh, it just gets more interesting year by year. And um, yeah, well, I couldn't be more certain, proud of this. guy.
0: Certainly, yeah. certainly admirable the way you have been. Uh, not just I think too for my looking from the outside and knowing you you've been more than just the business manager you've been kind of a mentorial uh leader for those guys kind of a stabilizer susaire yeah you know i think <laughs> yeah. you've been you've been you've kind of kept them grounded and you kind of yeah. helped them uh you know think beyond you know the bright lights and the moment and i uh, i think that just speaks very well to your character and and, uh, one of the things I admire most about you is Dave was saying earlier, you know, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit here in a few minutes about some of our trips we've had together out into the world of fishing. And, uh, I, I've always found that when we're together, you, you kind of are grounding in the fact that you help us talk about things that are significant. And I'm sure you've done that with the band. it It,
1: yeah. it, it, it is an interesting thing, Brad, you know, I, I liken you to, um, to my old residency uh, uh, director, family practice residency director, um, uh, Dr. Fursey. Uh, I'll go ahead and yeah. use his name, Dr. Fursey. One of those folks like yourself, Brad, that you know, um, it, it just you you gravitate to that person. There's some sort of calm in the storm. There's some sort of level-headed. Um, kind of connectivity. Um, we used to go in his office and do our charting, and he'd he'd, he'd want to know why you're why you're in here. In um, uh, do you have a question? He said no, we just want to hang out. Uh, it's it's you've always been one of those guys that it's it's there's some there's some effect, some aura, some electro kind of physical, you know, extraterrestrial uh, effect of of uh, of the connectivity and you bring a calm to the storm. So it, I've, I've always appreciated it uh, about you. So it, it's, it's, well, it, you, 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 I don't know, you you have this presence to where you, you draw people in. And I think um, that speaks very highly of your past, your experience, uh, not only just the physical, but also the spiritual. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I mean, I feel the same way about you guys. I think we've always been able to get together and, and, um, Uh, all of our discussions they're always encouraging, they're productive. That's not like, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not, there's always some significance or some purpose uh, behind it or as a result. And I think that that just speaks to the level of, uh, you know, friendship that we have. But um, I think, you know, what my experience with the band and what it's taught me is, yeah, I mean, we would never be, this band would never be what it is without Tyler and his, talents of writing and performing and the things that he has learned and demonstrated over the years and Josh and his ability to uh, come alongside and just be this rock star on stage. And, and the two of them together as a team are amazing, but you know, the, the, the management, the, the, the booking agencies, the promoters, the, the people that run the, the venues. I mean, it really does take a whole team to make these kind of things work the the my, my two sons were spent years on the road with these guys and learned so much about life and about um, you know what what's important and, and 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 how to treat people and how to work with people and it was really it's just been an invaluable experience across the board and and uh, you know they continue to uh, uh, to grow their their fan base and and uh, probably getting ready to go out on tour again maybe sometime next year and. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a real, uh, dynamic, um, uh, way for me to, to learn more and more about working with people, but to also just have a front row seat at, uh, you know, literally millions of kids and people around the world who have gravitated to this band. Yeah, And, uh, it's just been, it's been a blast to be a small part of it and, uh, um, it's, it's really, it's really opened up my world in so many ways. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of, people find that interesting. And I think that, uh, um, you know, I'm happy to share that story as, as much as I can just to, uh, and as a result of that too, I think a lot of, a lot of people I know, they'll have a, a son or a daughter or a nephew or a good friend or whatever who's, who wants to be in the music business. And I never say no in terms of talking to people and sharing my experiences. But what I've learned is, there really is no magic bullet. It's just about working hard and, and 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 staying focused on what it is that you do. And you know, some artists make it and some don't, and it's not fair, but um uh it's really um I know that the, the that even those who don't quote unquote make it, um, they find so much joy in, in creating music and in playing music and what they're doing that um that's even rewarding in of itself and so it's uh, me, me who can't really play an instrument or write a note or, 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 sing much. Um, it's been a lot of fun to see that world.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to take you in another direction now. All right. So dead <laughs> man's bunk. There uh, we go. Ah, so now, there you go. That boy. We're going to clarify now, something. Yeah, so now, you've now, listened. Now, now we're
1: going to take Brad into the backwoods yeah, of Appalachia. So
0: people that have listened to this podcast know that Dave and I are, uh, Pretty much, kind of down home, blue collar guys in our in our hearts and in our
1: roots, that, and that we like to for get whatever it's worth. Have a medical license? Well,
0: yeah, but our our, <laughs> our heart is getting out in the woods and getting out on a boat, and um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the fact that you are a city boy from Columbus, Ohio, and somehow, some way. We talked you into entering into our yeah, world of the outdoors. And,
1: yeah. And Brent, you've been a very good sport and I, I'll tell you the the trips that we've had with you long are, um, some of the best trips I've ever had. I mean, you, yeah. you, you, unbeknownst to you, you know, in this counseling session we're having right now, uh, you, you know, you've been, you've been a very important part to, uh, at least my experience in uh, having you along kind of a, Experiencing the outdoors and the, the um, uh, lack of a better term, collegial effect with the folks that we hang around with, the other guys, uh, um, my cousins. Um, uh, and it's it's ironic because here you are kind of in this non-medical personnel uh, yeah. amongst these physicians, a pediatrician, emergency medicine doctor, an anesthesiology, um
2: a couple of surgeons were thrown in there. A
1: couple you? of yeah. surgeons, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, Tom Kirby, a thoracic chest surgeon. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You have the medical piece, and then there's Brad. But you were you yeah. were right in there, uh, and, and that's that's wow. the great uh, connectivity to it all. So do you? Well, you know, you and I, a, I would say too that you go guys,
2: ahead. you guys have have uh, a, a skill and an expertise in something that. I mean, I have been honest with you guys from day one, like, man, I don't want to sit around and talk about the latest case you've had come into the ER or whatever. And it's all good for, for, for last and so forth. But I'm, I'm about as squamish as they come. And, uh, but it really is ironic that we've been, uh, able to, to pull off so many of those trips and so many of those, you know, drives or rides up into the, up into Canada and so forth. And, and, uh, um, but I've, I've needed you guys there because you know my city ways don't uh, don't always translate and I've learned I've learned how to you know to maybe uh, tie a, a knot on my hook and how to how to uh, uh, fish with lures and take fish off I mean those are those are things that <laughs>
1: that's good I
2: just even though even though my dad was born in Barnesville which Russ can appreciate um I was not really a country boy. I was raised much differently than how he was raised. And so I didn't, uh, I didn't really learn too much about that kind of thing. Well,
1: I, but, but the thing about it is, you know, it's one of those things where, and and I've talked to Russ about it over the past, uh, you know, uh, millennia. Um, There's a group of folks that you just, you know, if you had to hunker down or if you're caught in a situation or if you're needed in a, in a survival mode, uh, or if you're just experiencing the, the, the world as it is, Brad, you're, you're one of those guys. It's like, it's like, that's who I'd want in my foxhole. We talk about who's in the foxhole and the foxhole is, is the band of brothers that you have experience with, that you rely on, that you support each other. And, uh, and, and you, you've always done that. It's, it's been a great, uh, great experience. Yeah. So,
0: so all yeah. those all those trips we've taken, do, is there one or two anecdotes that stick out in your mind that you'd like to that you'd like to outline for us and just share a little bit? Well, <laughs> what I think is funny
2: is how they how the same story might
0: be told from my
2: perspective as opposed to your guys because I was uh, uh, everything everything was so new to me, but I can remember that very first trip where we flew into uh, Deer Lake, I think or Dearden Lake. Dearden Lake and, yep. uh, yeah. And, uh, maybe a couple of uh, sea planes or whatever they call those and, uh, and drop this off. And then they, the plane took off and we are stuck in these cabins, you know, a couple of cabins and, and we got boats and, and, you know, water all around this, but we're, we're there until those planes come back. And the finality of that kind of hit me, uh, like, wow, like uh, we're going to have to, survive out here. Yeah. And, and, your, and, uh, your,
0: and your cell phone is not connecting.
2: Cell phone does not work. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and, and so then, in fact, I think we found a CB radio in the cabin and yeah. tried to, to connect to the outside world that way, but that didn't work. But I do remember, uh, you know, we were kind of going through the the uh, uh, sleeping arrangements I ended up in a bunk and it for, somehow got labeled the dead man's bunk. And well, I think maybe that story, you guys get better than I did
1: well, well, it's, yeah, it, it was uh, in Deerden Lake and um, uh, Mike Taylor, uh, who maybe, you know, um, yeah, he should have been on this call too. But uh, uh, Ross, uh, myself, uh, of course, you, Brad, um, my cousin, Kevin. Um, I don't know who else was on that trip. But anyways, it was a just this cabin way out in the bush. And they fly in, they drop you off. And they come back and pick you up uh, about a week later. Well, unbeknownst to us, the group before us, I believe, uh, one of the old dudes uh, died and um, had a heart attack and died. And so they put him in a sleeping bag and they they uh, put him in the uh, the bunk. And after a couple of days, he, uh, my understanding, he's kind of started to smell a little bit, so they dragged him outside and threw him up on the roof to keep keep the bears away, but they kept him in a sleeping bag. So that, that kind of quote-unquote dead man's bunk, um, I don't know if it was if it was you or it probably was my bunk because after that i had this funky fungal rash on my on my face i my my when i grew a beard i had this big white patch on my cheek and i think I it was just that. it was probably from the from the guy who was uh, decomposing in my bunk. Yeah, I
0: think he had the same rash on his head right when he died. So I think that's maybe where it came. From. So that, that was that was an interesting
1: trip, and of course, you know, the pickup was the the guy who who was supposed to pick us up uh, downed his plane in the bush, and uh, and we were uh, wondering if we were going to even get picked up.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what, Dave? I think that's also the the trip when you and I got in the boat and we're going to go out and talk to everybody else. And we, we basically crossed this, uh, uh, the mouth of a big river and it was super foggy out and we ended up in the same place. Oh, uh, 10 minutes later. Remember that?
1: Oh, oh, I remember Yeah. That was the Ottawa river and the Ottawa river was kind of like the Ohio river. It was like, it's just this huge river. And we were heading for the Des Moines and the Des Moines, um, for those folks out in the Iowa, um, is one of the probably top five class, high class. I don't know five, six, seven rapids for canoeing in the in the world. And uh, we were headed up to, to the mouth of the Des Moines that, that kind of dumps in the Ottawa. And, uh Russ and uh, the other guys, they kind of took off. And I think uh, Brad, you and I went to had to go to the I don't know the convenience store to pick up some plies or something like that. So we were going to come in a little later. So we go across the river and it's just, it's just soup. It's just pea soup. Yeah. You can't see a thing. It's all fog. And we just, I said, okay, we're going to take it slow. And we're putting across. So I knew it was, we, were, we parked at this park area and we, sh- we started to shoot across. And after about 30 minutes, we started hitting these waves. And I said to you, I said, there must be another boat in the area because we're getting waves here. And I knew 100 yards to their right downstream was a hydro dam. And uh, I thought, that's not a good thing. Uh, so we're <laughs> moving and moving and moving. And all of a sudden, we end up back. Because I'm trying to keep the tiller straight on the mower because it's uh, on the uh, uh, the boat, uh, the motor. And we end up back at the park. I don't know if you remember that. It was like, well, yeah. I think we need to wait till it starts getting a little more clear in the in the smoke and the fog and the, everything burns off. But that was weird. That was a very frightening thing.
0: Yeah. Well, Brad, yeah, was... I I don't know why so much about you goes back to radio, but one of my memories is a trip we took down to Tennessee. And uh, oh yeah, we went down to a cabin that Dave's brother owns, and pretty we, rough, pretty rough cabin. We were uh, we would leave after work and drive pretty much all night and go down there and get there at five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. And at one point you and I were in the front seat of whatever we were driving. I think it might've been a van and everybody was asleep. And, uh, we were having one of those talks. Like, like I said earlier, you, you took us into something really interesting. And then all of a sudden on the radio came, uh, a radio show that you just were like, I just love this show. And we listened to it. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> oh, man. It was Bruce Talk- Williams? Yep. Bruce Williams yeah. and TalkNet. <laughs> TalkNet, that's right. And we listened to it for about an hour. And I remember in the course of an hour, the guy. Talked about fixing somebody's hot water tank. He talked about how to go bankrupt. He talked about how to balance a check. Jet- <laughs>
1: like 1 in the morning?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning. It was like AM radio because we oh, didn't yeah. have any satellite or anything back then. So it was good stuff. So, so you and I are listening to Bruce Williams at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but
1: that that that, the, that wasn't the same time. Wasn't there another time we went down to um, uh, Dale Hollow? That's the lake. Uh, yeah, we, the, the, the right Dale, couple times. Yep, Dale Hollow was just south of Cumberland. And one time we went down, I think it was one of the first times we went down there, we rented a houseboat. And we all stayed oh, on a yeah. houseboat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, I saw a lot of you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that, was a, that was an interesting trip. Uh, a week on a houseboat with a bunch of guys who are uninhibited. Uh, when everyone isn't in the same level of inhibition is uh, a little frightening. It can be a little bit frightening. A little, a little modesty on my yeah, end. Yeah, there's some modesty issues
1: <laughs> yeah, there.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but I think uh, one of the funniest things about Dale Hollow, though, was that first morning we did go down there and stayed in that cabin. Woke up that first morning and one of our guys just had bug bites all over. <laughs> oh,
1: I, Mike. <laughs> He yeah. it looked like he had the pox. It, it was <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> he, he was ate up.
0: All, all I all yeah. I remember about all of these trips is once once you realized once you realize there were some weird variables, you didn't get a lot of sleep at night on these trips. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then the nutrition
2: wasn't wasn't up to so par usually. Right. I remember right. that one trip we had a we had like like twelve guys and one bucket of chicken and a bag of apples. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Two yeah. cases of beer, a bucket of chicken and a bag of apples.
2: So. And I don't drink beer. So. You, don't, you don't
0: drink beer and you're trying not to deep, deep fried. So that was that was is there gonna be any other food on this trip? No, that's it. <laughs> Good luck to you. Well, you you certainly been uh, you you've certainly been a trooper with us, and I can't tell you these memories. I'm going to take them with me to old age because uh, uh, I, I, I I absolutely just um, I can't tell you how much they mean to me, and I can't tell you how much your friendship means to both Dave and I. I mean, we we've kind of we've kind of uh, separated geographically a little bit, but we've kind of replaced it with our New Year's party. And it's been really great having you guys show up at least once a year for our party on New Year's Eve, and uh, c- kind of get to rekindle the whole thing again, and and uh, and to see you guys, and to and to really talk about the old times because we did have some fun, and we we had a lot of fun raising the kids, you know, the, Yeah. Yeah. Dave and his family and me and mine and you and yours. We took the kids to seaside for, I don't know how many spring breaks. I mean, it was yeah. probably 10 of them and they, they had a ball and we all had fun and we, we just had a, a lot of camaraderie, but it was a great way to raise the kids. And it was a great way for me to experience adulthood with some really, really good friends. And um, you know, honestly, that's what two docks in a boat has been about for Dave and I, it's, yeah. you know, we're not, we're not really saying anything that's profound. We're not really, um, giving out any information. We're sitting here having fun talking to each other and hopefully drawing some people in either, uh, like you and Bill was a interviewee or, just people listening to us. And I've said before, if you, if you're driving down the road and you've had a horrible day, listen to two docs on a boat, because it's kind of like being with a couple guys and sitting around talking and having fun. And I think that's, that's kind of the premise of this whole show.
2: Yeah. And it's been good. It's been good to, to tune in and listen to you guys talking about your shared experiences. And then, and then as you guys have people on um to, to think about that with you. It, it, it is, just it's a, it's a walk down memory lane, so to speak. And, and yet, uh, shoot, let's, uh, let's plan another trip. I'm up for it.
1: Oh, you know, that, that'd be great. I, I Brad, to be honest with you, I can't tell you how many times we've sat around and in, in our, uh, bush experience and talked about having you along. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is something, there's something you're an integral part in the equation of what we do and how we experience life, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's kind of like being up at Dearden, uh, uh, you know, you're out there, you see the Northern Lights, you, 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 f- you feel very removed from the world and you're in the bush, but yet you have this group of, uh, guys around you that, uh, I I would imagine it's an it, analogous to, uh, to kind of like the guys who talk about, uh, you know, the band of brothers, the military aspect of how, how you, how you have each other's back. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know you always do. And you, you've been a great, great support, great friend, great, uh, you know, counselor, if you were, uh, if you will, if you, so I, I, I appreciate you being, uh, being on our trips. I know you've, 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 maybe push the envelope a little more than usual to being with us and, and tolerated us, uh, out in the bush. But I, I really truly appreciate you being there.
2: Yeah. Well, it's been great. And, um, you know, I love the podcast. Best of luck to you guys. And if I can be of any help, let me know, but, um, but keep doing it because I think it's, uh, uh, it's enjoyable to listen to and, and honor to be a part of.
0: Well, really th- thank you very much thank you for taking the time and calling in tonight and and we really appreciate it and we're gonna we're gonna let you go i'm sure you've got some more talent to go find and uh and to and to get going but we we really do appreciate right. you and uh thank you very much thanks for calling thanks in. guys thanks, thanks, Dave, Brian. thanks yeah appreciate thanks it. for coming on thank All you right. you bet so All right. uh that was uh that was our friend Brad Gibson, and I hope you got a flavor for him. Right, yeah, Dave? Brad
1: Gibson, uh, entrepreneur, uh, uh, manager to Twenty One Pilots, uh, business manager Twenty One Pilots, seer, counselor. Uh, my,
0: Phenomenal story, a great friend. Yeah. I mean you can't you can't if you go through life and you have one friend like Brad, you've done very very well. He he's a, a very special. Yeah, special person, outstanding. You got any parting words for us tonight? Anything? Uh, we haven't been on. We haven't been on for quite some number of weeks. So we got kind of, kind of got lost. I took a vacation to Hawaii, and we kind of got behind. Well, I, I,
1: you know, yeah, you were out for a few weeks, and uh, of course, I went to a conference in um, uh, down in Naples uh, in finance. Uh, uh, just unbelievable, fascinating uh, lecturer, uh, Physicians. One particular uh, pulmonologist uh, dude, uh, just phenomenal experience and uh, recommendation, so I enjoyed that. but I, I, I guess on the medicine portion of this is uh, choose your physicians wisely.
0: All right, so that's info at twodocsonaboat.com. onaboat.com and our website is www. Two boat.com. You can go to the website. You can see old episodes there that you can download. And you can see some pictures of what we look like so that you can put a face on the show. And uh we we certainly would like to grow our listening audience. So when you're listening to us on any one of your platforms, be it uh, Apple, Google, uh, or Spotify, please hit like, please hit save, please hit um join. And uh, we will keep sending out uh, our our podcasts, and you'll be able to get them as soon as you can. And I promise it will not be so long before you hear another one, because as soon as we're done with this, we're going to start talking about our next one. So, Dave... That was good. It was a good talk. It was great to talk to our buddy, Brad. That
1: was good, Brad. I, I appreciate Brad. Everybody should have a Brad. Yep. The, everybody everybody should, should have a Brad. Yeah, you got a, if you've got a Brad in your back pocket, you can handle what's going on in this world right now.
0: All right. I hope to see you next week and get this next show up and running. So uh, great. Great seeing everybody tonight. Great talking hey, to you. Good night, Rusty. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.